The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. The Mad Rap Dad is the product of unfulfilled ambitions and a whole lot left to say about the world all rolled up into one nifty midlife crisis. And the Mad Rap Dad joins us now. How are you today? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm excellent, thank you. Now, your latest single called Troubles is coming out very soon, indeed. What can you tell us about it? Well, it's a bit bit of a loaded question, I suppose. Like this this one here is uh, certainly more on the serious side. I mean, you, you could probably assume from just a, <laughs> it's it's in the title itself. It's a it, it was it started as somewhat of a political song that was written. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say 15 years ago. So just a bit of background about um, about who I am is my my academic background formally is in a, a very fringe uh, topic yeah. of Canadian Irish studies. So, you know, when I was learning that, uh, that stuff, I, I was really fascinated by, and I had always been fascinated by the human tendency, like for groups of people to carry out atrocities against each other. And then as a, as a Canadian brought up in the, in the 20th century, like all of that seemed like almost fictitious to me, but it really started to hit home when I, I started to learn about, you know, the, the realities of, of what had happened in, in Northern Ireland throughout, um, you know, particularly the seventies, the eighties, and, and arguably up until the, the late nineties and, and how it's still very divided. And I was, I was really wide eyed and, and kind of idealistic at the time. Um, and, you know, I had taken a really strong position about this and I felt really strongly about it. And so I wrote, you know, the, the, I guess that was sort of the inception of the song. And I was kind of outspoken, but in, in very small circles. And then, um, you know, I started to pen that. I, I'm going to say I played in a punk band at the time called uh, Without Will. And I think there's a lot of material about that still out there. And I wrote, I wrote the song with the band or I wrote it for the band, I should say, at that time. And it was never released. And then there is a version of it that was released uh, under a band called The Pivot Tones, which is still a going project. It's sort of a collective of which the mad rap dad is a part of but it, i didn't feel that it really encapsulated the essence of the song which was it's not a political song it doesn't endeavor to to sort of synthesize a political position on any matter one side or the other because i don't think it's it, it's it, that or any of those other conflicts have been mine to to really speak of but more of it as an outsider's perspective it's a lament on the divisions within society that are caused by you know the post-colonial legacy of tactics of divide and conquer i know that's really heavy uh kind of really long-winded there but that's sort of the gist of it yes do you tend to write a lot about 
political lyrics. And how do you feel your fans react to that? I mean, do they enjoy it? I don't know if enjoy is the right word. I'll I'll be I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, as Mad Rap Dad is it's fresh, it's new, and that's why there's there's stuff out there, but there isn't much uh, because, as I say, it's it's a very recent project and it was a departure. Because I mean, it's 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 largely hip hop. This song itself is it's not really because I said I wrote it uh, in the punk days, and then the aesthetic that it took on was fundamentally different from you know both those genres. But I would say, like honestly, uh, from what I did with the the pivot tones um, and 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 a cab records, anything that we had released, albeit to a very small audience that was political, dark and serious, got no traction. And and then as I learned, social media, especially since the pandemic, has made concerted efforts to suppress those types of posts. And so when you're releasing exclusively via Facebook or Instagram um, to an extent, those posts don't get picked up by the algorithms. And so it's it's been very difficult to sort of get that stuff out. We had a song with the Pivot Tones denouncing a, a faction of the Quebec locally in Canadian government, at one point a political party, and uh, it literally got nowhere. But then when you release the funny stuff, people pick up on that. But it's also yeah. because it gets a lot more visibility. And, and ultimately, at this stage in my life, you know, I'm a 41-year-old man with kids. I've had a lot to say about politics, and this is an older piece. I'm Going forward, I'm probably going to write a lot more fun stuff about silly observations about getting older but the political stuff no i mean it's 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 been heavy i just felt with this whether people wanted to hear it or not i I feel like it had to be said it's something that had to get out of my system and i know that somewhere out there you know there's a group of dissenters that'll pick up on this and say hey you know what this is this is good you know i I like the the tone of the song the song's good and the content it just sort of resonates you know i know they're out there somewhere it's interesting because i think there's a lot of people who would maybe say the opposite about social media where algorithms rhythms are designed to promote stuff that's going to divide us and make us angry, i.e. any kind of political things. Does it depend on what it is? If it's stuff that you actually want to promote and have people see, it's not going to get any views. But all the stuff that's just nonsense, everyone will see that. Yeah, yeah, and you're and you're dead right that at some point, um, you know, all the stuff that was divisive because people engaged with it, right? So people things that make people angry, they right away they'd want to go in and they'd want to troll or you know just put out some sort of rebuttal. Uh, that's what they were promoting. But Facebook was heavily criticized for that, uh, and this is why they changed it. And now we're in an opposite situation. Fast forward, you know, two three years after those those um, those those reforms were put in place, and so now it's a lot more difficult. So you know, I mean, I'm I'm not huge on social media. I've had to unfortunately get into things like Instagram over the last couple of years, and that's not a slight in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> but it's it's I'm out of my element, really. But uh, you know, you you have to kind of get with the times a little bit. Um, but what what I get targeted on is you know like men without shirts and lots of tattoos doing exercise routines. I'm like, so what if I clicked on to look at this because really and truly like i've never gone out and searched this stuff but yeah. it doesn't seem to be anything besides <laughs> what's really kind of superficial i think most people would agree i'm not i'm not denouncing people that like that that's great it's just it's not for me you know i'm, I'm more of an intellectual and it's, it's tough to kind of find that stuff that's relatable out there these days yeah now your music covers all sorts of genres doesn't it do you have a tough time deciding what genre are you going to do or do you just enjoy a variety i do enjoy a variety um like the the, the punk stuff was it's it's really it's in my heart uh hip-hop's in my soul 
When you work with a band, though, I will say that it's a lot more complicated and it's a lot more difficult to be productive. So, you know, a person like me, you know, fueled heavily by by ADHD, I need to move quickly from one thing to the other. And it's difficult to pull people around that aren't like-minded or people who might, you know, otherwise have other priorities. Whereas hip-hop gives you the outlet and the freedom, the flexibility to be able to work when you want, when you don't want to. Like, for example, like if I want to make a, a new hip-hop song, I could, I oftentimes, I'm, I'm making beats on my phone while my kids are in kung fu class, like true story. But when you're in a punk band, you don't have that flexibility. So it's like, you got to get the guys together, you know, show them the bo- the bones of the song. They work out their parts, etc. So there's a lot of moving pieces. So you can't be as prolific with releases, for example. Um, and you know, you 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 you're, you're bound to encounter differences in creative. So it's it's a lot harder. Uh, and and so hip hop for me now is the vessel that I'm using most. And I I've done it since I was about 15 years of age. So it's not like it's new. I'm just revisiting something that I had done before. And yeah, I'll weave back and forth. And if there's a song where the tone fits punk better, you know, maybe I'll throw in some 808s in there and then some guitars and just sort of mix it up kind of like uh, i don't know i want to say beastie boys are the probably the closest that i could think of but yeah i like to mix it yeah for sure hip-hop and punk are two completely different genres but there are a few similarities in that often the lyrics can be politically motivated and sometimes the style can be deliberately lo-fi so do you find that the two genres is kind of natural for you to do both? A hundred percent. And you, you you said it perfect, uh, perfectly well. I, I've always said that and I've, I've met like-minded people that have, have agreed with that as well is that to me, the inceptions of both movements are almost identical. Uh, like they were sort of countercultures. Um, they were sort of, you know, started a, 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 either in a, at a house party or in a basement somewhere. I mean, obviously the origins, especially when it comes to punk are, are highly in dispute. Um, but that's what it started. They were, they were both musical genres that were countercultures against the sort of, you know, like commercial sounds at the time, whether it's disco or whether it's arena rock and they started off on their own thing and they were also the voice of the oppressed um you know and when one was say the oppressed of you know the the british youth at the time during the economic crisis or you know the, the black uh, inner city um um american youth who who'd been long time oppressed and were finally now getting a chance to get out there with their reality and that was especially more so with as the 80s progressed you know with nwa and and, and with gangster rap and that became the the um the uh, the mainstay i suppose for hip-hop so that so in that sense yeah i think they're they're very similar in in terms of their origin they also came up at around the same time right 1970s yeah. uh and that, i mean when i say hip-hop i mean hip-hop up until probably like maybe 2000 because after that it took a departure from there and it became the mainstream but it was yeah. a subculture and as was punk and what do you think the secret behind the everlasting appeal of punk is because i think if you added up all the punk hits there weren't that many compared to other genres in this country anyway and yet everybody knows it and acts as if it was the biggest thing that ever happened in music at that time. Ooh, yeah, that's loving. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 the, the appeal to it, I can only speak on my behalf. I mean, I, I don't know what, I mean, I think there's the, the political message that resonates, but then the punk that really took off during the 1990s wasn't all that political. It really kind of became asinine. And it was more about, you know, partying and having a good time being, you know, self-deprecating in a way 
way. Yeah. Um, so it was it was different, but it appealed to the youth at the time. It was a lighter culture. You know, uh, it was more about fun and skateboarding. And then all of a sudden, punk was now associated with sports and extreme sports and stuff like that. Whereas before, it had sort of shunned that. As you can see, like punk evolved too. But the sound of punk and I think the DIY aesthetic of punk. And for me, when I got into punk, I I didn't play any instruments. You know, I um I, I knew how to play power chords, and that was about it. That's all I needed. And yeah. I had I had never really played it. Even I never practiced it. I just knew it. And I went out there and just did it. And that's and that's what the essence of punk was at the beginning. I think hip hop was too. It was an easy enough, you know, use a sampler and you know throw a few things together, and it really democratized music. That's the other similarity. And I think that that yeah. appeal is still very much there for punk because you don't need to be a great musician to write good songs. You know, and I think uh, the time has proven that. And um, the like Ramones to me, which is still one of my biggest influences. I got them tattooed on. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. My knee there. Um, the, the sound is, it's very basic. It's, you know, there there was no frills. There was no major, huge guitar solos to sort of jazz it up. It was the bare bones of the song. The songs are in, in their own right. And, you know, they had that pop sensibility to them. So the whole... The whole dynamic of it to me is genius. And, you know, I think there, that's what it is. All yeah. of that. <laughs> yes. And yet for the Ramones, their biggest hit wasn't really a punk song. So I guess there's kind of similar to you where they have a variety of content. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the, the entire, the end of century album that was done by Phil Spector, I would argue that there wasn't a single punk song on that record. And it was certainly their most commercially viable, probably not, not their most successful album, but their most commercially viable. And that's what it is. You know, like if you want to break into that market and say, okay, you're going to either play underground, you know, piss stain, sorry for the expression, <laughs> clubs for the rest of your life, or, you know, maybe 
maybe try to move up in the world and, you know, play some bigger venues, play for more people, make a bit of money, tour the world in, in places where you, you don't have to sleep on a futon. Your name, of course, that you go by is the Mad Rap Dad. What made yeah. you want to go for that name? Because it arguably puts young people off because they're like, I don't want to listen to a dad. Yeah, 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 I think so. But I think at, at the same time, it might have the effect of saying, well, this is so ridiculous. I just need to see what it is. <laughs> um, and, 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 you know, the, the name's name's absolutely ridiculous and it basically sums up you know what i am and although i am you know in my in my 40s i don't feel like i am and i still feel like i have the essence and i think most people would would, would say the same thing but you know it, it is what it is like i i can't at my age um and i it would feel contrived and either way i don't want to do it uh try to keep up with the sounds of what people are doing now i don't like how rap sounds anymore and not to discredit them that's great for them it's just not what i like and i like the sounds of the 90 90s hip-hop is golden you know um anything from new york the new york underground tribe call quest das effects that's the stuff that i like you know a de la soul uh i even love the west coast stuff i can't relate to what hip-hop is now so if i try to go in i know some guys do and try to update myself i'm I, I feel like i'm not being true to who i am and who i am is a product of my time and that was you know 80s rap i got into rap in the 80s initially um and then later on really heavily into the 90s so it had to be what it is and said why would I cater to an already saturated market of like, you know, I guess mumble rappers or whatever it is to call themselves. Now there's a million of those guys like go on SoundCloud, go on, uh, you know, band lab and all of these places. There's tons of people trying to do that. And most of them very poorly. It's unfortunate. There's some good ones. So, um, so I'm just going to stick with what I know and know that there is a market and, and who knows, like maybe some of the kids will look at this and say, Hey, you know what? This old guy's still got it. He's got some moves. He's got some rhymes and, you know, uh, you know, bump a few tracks. Yeah. And do you think that more people are, into that 90s punk thing and hip-hop do you think people are maybe fed up of a lot of music today because if you picked a few songs in the top 10 of the charts at least one of them would be exactly three minutes long and sound like something you'd heard before yep yeah no uh for sure i think if you look at the styles and the way people are dressing uh if they i i swear i slept for 20 years or, or 25 years and woke up in the 90s again because people are dressing that way so at least stylistically there is sort of a reversion back to that kind of music and i do believe that it, it may not be a revolution in the way that you know the punk movement was or the inceptions of hip-hop uh, uh was but i do think that there are a lot of people that are going to turn back to things that are a lot more and i want to say organic and and i know that means like well the music now is artificial it, it, it is more processed than it was back then but i i think that people will get fed up in, in the direction in which music is going now i just don't see where else it's going to go like how much further could they push the envelope after they brought in auto-tune and everything yeah. now you could do anything from midi control right some people might go back to listen to things that are a little bit more wholesome and you know um you know or organic sounding I, I i do believe that's okay and there'll always be a market for it that's the, the beautiful thing about music is it doesn't have to be mainstream like i'm not aiming to be mainstream it won't happen as you pointed out with my name that's not a name that's going to take off mainstream i'm fully <laughs> aware i'm not oblivious to this but there is a market out there and there will be some um there was a rapper from swollen members mocha only a canadian rap group you may may have heard of them but 
they were very big in the early 2000s and he'd become an acquaintance of mine he said something and that stuck with me i don't remember any of our other conversations but he said look there's a market out there for anything you can fart on a microphone and <laughs> there'll be someone that'll buy it and that stuck with me so i'm like yeah that's great. So, yeah you know it's just it's rather than jump out into the pool of the millions of people doing the same thing do something and then go and find your market and that's not easy but if you're willing to put in the time for it eventually someone will pick it up and the way technologies go in these days it'll only be a few months before you don't even have to write a song or record it anymore you just ask a computer to do it and there you go you've got a hit yeah 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 i think i have a feeling that a lot of people are writing songs that way because it's formulaic right so yeah you know all the all you need to do is drop into the machine you know a dozen or so songs for each generation it'll pick up the pattern and how pop music is written and it'll start to generate them and then you just click on a button and it'll give you a variation of that like um the the guy from uh, a cab records which uh, i need to i need to shout out because uh my buddy uh mike mike free is uh is the guy who i'm working with on this project most uh and we're going to be doing a lot of releases together and have already huge support uh but anyway he showed me this this website where you type in the artist's name and it will generate um a, an entire song written from a to z lyrics wise about how that person typically writes and it even uses uh, algorithms from music from underground musicians not even just mainstream guys so i thought that was crazy yeah 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 that's amazing do you think that ai will ever truly take over because there isn't really a formula to a hit song or even a good song so do you think that artificial intelligence will just be exactly the same as a person writing a song it can still be hit or miss or maybe there is a formula and we just haven't discovered it yet well well there there, there is and and i mean i think the um you know most music producers the high level ones kind of know it there's certain things that you can do i mean I, I don't know if it's a formula certainly a subset of rules though um or or at least and or best practices in writing in as this is why you know every song from the 50s used the same progression and then pop music still does it it's just that they disguise it now um so there there's there's an approach to it that's standard and uh, you know i think machines can grab it whether or not that's going to replace musicians i doubt it um <laughs> because you still have you know people who are, are are painting people who are drawing by hand even though we don't really need these people um there's a taste for art there is a taste for the human connection to art so that will never go away we may use computers to assist us like i could go and do a, a vocal take and if it's not completely perfect i may tweak a note here or there rather than redo it 20 times and that's fun i was so against auto-tune at the beginning when i first went it but then after a while you know you, you you if you want anything played commercially at least or on the radio yeah to just to just to keep up with the, the sound and the timbres you kind of have to use it to a little bit as long as you don't go crazy with it but i mean i think anyways it, it, to circle back to to your question i i genuinely believe that you cannot separate the human element from art ever and then it's or else it stops being art and, <laughs> and i don't think people will stop wanting to consume art so so no never I, I don't think that'll happen yeah well what's coming up for you do you have more projects after this single and albums singles even shows yeah um and then we yeah for sure we we're gonna play a lot of things by ear and when i say we're i'm i say me uh, myself and and um, um my my partner from from a cab records uh we're gonna just release and there isn't like well we're gonna you know do an album there's no gantt chart to to the way that we're doing things um we've we've show coming up this spring nothing no dates set for sure but we'll definitely be um uh, releasing the information 
application for that as soon as it's it's done. But we're we're gonna definitely be the the plan for me would be to release something um, on different platforms. Hopefully, one song per month, whether it be hip hop or a blend of things, um, you know, between hip hop and punk, or maybe even just a pure punk song. But that would be the plan, and you know, just sort of you know do it, go with the flow, and and not say, well, we have to we have to do things according to a chronology or a date or this is how other bands or other musicians are doing it, so we got to do it that way. We're just trying to be creative, you know, uh, be as productive as we can be, put out as much stuff. And just honestly, at this point in my life, you know, I don't know if I could swear on the show, can I? You can, but I'll edit it out. So either way. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've got very few f- left to give. So, <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to get, you know, have as much fun with it, be as productive, say as much as I can, get it out there. And, uh, you know, just hopefully somebody will pick it up and enjoy it. And I'm, and I'm sure they will. ACAB Record, is that politically motivated? I, I am going to go and say, yeah, I didn't found the the company or the uh, the project. It, it's, it stands for All Cats Are Beautiful. Oh, and I yeah. can vouch, I can vouch for Mike. Mike loves cats, right? So it's, it, but I, I think, yeah. it's a, you know, it, it, it could be a, a play on words, but it's certainly diluted. There may have been an allusion to it. You know, um, it, we're, we're not, we're not as political as, you know, some punk rock groups, and you know, but advocate violence against, uh, uh, you know, police or, or authorities or whatever, but that may have been. And since, since Mike, Mike's roots are mostly in, in punk rock, there's definitely a, um, some, some kind of illusion or influence there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, where are we able to find all your music and of course the song troubles so Tr- troubles is, is out uh, officially tomorrow and i suppose by the time this airs it'll already be released it is on spotify uh, so under the mad rap dad which at the moment there's only one single which is uh, midlife crisis which is which is completely different it's a it's a comedic song as should be the tone of most of what will be released thereafter um it'll be there uh, i i'll probably put it up on you know some of the smaller the 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 open source platforms like uh, bandlab uh, SoundCloud of the page and uh, a Reverb Nation. So, um, it, it also, the, I have a an Instagram. It's under the Pivotones at the moment, and that will be where most of the the um, the news and updates will be coming out on. Excellent. Well, many thanks for talking to us today. It's been great having yeah. you on. Oh, it's been I, a huge pleasure. I really appreciate. You. Thank you very much for for the time and the interview. It was a it was a it was a pleasure. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Throbbing Pulse of Sound The Toby Gribben Show